Welcome to the Bulldog Broadcast. I'm Dan Dickow, hosting this on the Field of 68 Media Network with, I guess you could call him the godfather of the Field of 68 Media Network. Rob Doster may not like that title, but I'm going to give it to him. Today's guest, Jeff Goodman. Jeff, thanks for joining. Well, I'm, I'm older, um, but, you know, we like to try to build up Doster's ego a little bit. So we'll, we'll call him the godfather. We'll give him all the props we have to just make him feel good. <laughs> well, you guys uh, are, are both plugging away with a tremendous amount of content. For anybody who's kind of on the outside looking in, tell us a little bit about this Field of 68 Media Network, the concept, the idea behind it, and then the follow through because it's been impressive to be a part of. Yeah, I mean, the big thing, listen, uh, a year and a half ago, uh, Dosser got uh, laid off at NBC Sports and he was looking for something to do. And uh, we kind of teamed up with the thought of having former players do podcasts on their schools. And immediately we targeted you and a bunch of other uh, guys. And it's been great. And, you know, because uh, nobody, listen, no, fans want to hear from you guys. They want to hear stories. They want to hear what you think of the team. You know, some guys are obviously a little more um, pro uh, the team than others, but I, I think, and I get it. I get it. You're not going to be like me on, on Gonzaga necessarily, although there's nothing bad you can say about the Zags the last couple of years. So it's, it's pretty easy to do your job. Nobody's going to push back, but like, you know, we got Scott Wood doing the NC state podcast. Well, you know, one of the big questions is their coach, Kevin Keats, the right guy for the job. Well, you know, he's got to talk about that a little bit, and that's not easy for a, a, an alum to do. And then this year, we started up a nightly show every night, 11 to 12 Eastern, on Sirius Radio, on Twitter, um, Field of 68, on YouTube. And basically, we have a bunch of different uh, hosts. And, you know, last night it was me, Sean Miller, Archie Miller, Steve Prohm's involved, Robbie Hummel's involved. So Doster is involved, even though I tried to keep him out of it. Um, <laughs> But it's been a blast. An hour just talking ball at the end of the night after the games. And it's not always after the games for you, your time. You know, that's the hard part on the West Coast. You know, I, I can't do this when West Coast games end, Dan. Like, go from, like, 1 to 2 Eastern time in the morning. I, I'm too old to make it that late. So I, that kind of leads me into a question I want to ask you. It's crazy to me that 22, 23 years later since Gonzaga's had their breakthrough breakthrough run in the NCAA tournament, two Final Fours, they're looking like a, a solid candidate to be back this year. There are still people on the East Coast that don't know enough about Gonzaga to say that they are truly an elite program. What is your comment to that? Because for me as a Gonzaga alum and, and former player, it is an old, tiresome narrative by now. It's brutal. It's brutal. It get, I mean, I just basically call them idiots at this point. <laughs> Because if you don't follow it well enough to understand that they are in position to maybe, and again, somebody asked me this this morning. They said, well, it was on the radio. It was on national radio. If Gonzaga lost in the championship game again, you know, what would it mean for this program? Is it looking back, would it be a failure? And I'm like, do you understand if somebody had asked that question 10 years ago and said, if Gonzaga goes to three national title games in the span of six, seven years, what would you think of this? Everybody would be like, Oh my, like it'd be the most ridiculous thing you could ever imagine. Yeah. And now they're in position to do it. And listen, Baylor was the better team last year. They were, there's nothing wrong with saying that Baylor was the best team in the country. I said it preseason. I kind of kept with it all year and they proved it when it mattered most. 
but you need a little luck as well. I mean, last I checked, Mike Krzyzewski hasn't won a regular season title, ACC title since 2010. He hasn't, he's won one title in, in the last 10 years. John Calipari's won one title in the last 10 years. They've had a ton of pros come through. You need, you need a little luck as well. I, I think this team is in position, maybe the favorite. You know, to me, I've said, you know, if my house were on the line, I'm betting my house. I'm probably taking the Zags and Kentucky right now. Those are the two teams that I feel best about. And, and you know, the Zags don't have a weakness. That's the – I'm trying to – you and I talked about this preseason, and it was perimeter shooting, yeah. right? That was our concern. Even when I came out for the Texas game, it was like, eh, our, well, Chet, <laughs> Chet's shooting 45 from three. Yeah. 45 from three. Like, he was the guy that we didn't expect, and, and Bolton's been good. And Nemhard can make one. He's not a great shooter, but he can make one. He can keep you honest. I love Strother. I, I think Strother is the guy that's kind of the forgotten man nationally, but they've got a lot of dudes on this team and, and uh, the pieces fit together. They really do. Yeah. The pieces fit unbelievably well. And I think the thing with coach few is he's active enough in the transfer portal that he gets the right guys. You see a lot of, transfer happy coaches right now trying to churn that thing over with four or five that's hard to blend that many guys where coach few has been very selective and it's worked out extremely well of, of getting guys to come from high school get them to buy their time like a julian strother and then he brings the right one or two transfers into the mix how rare is that right now because of the the craziness of the transfer portal yeah i mean i think guys scramble you know, a lot of a lot of coaches right now scramble, don't do their research. Like I know when Nemhard came uh, from Florida when he transferred, I talked to Tommy Lloyd a ton about him. You know, he's reaching out to me. What do you know? These guys are doing their research and picking. They're able to kind of handpick to some degree. Yeah, and not always. You're going to miss on some dudes, but you know they're not having to fill four or five guys through transfers. And when you have to do that, then it gets hectic and you make mistakes. But when you're only picking out one or two a year, it makes it a lot easier to say, hey, I know we need a point guard or I know we need a shooter. Let's focus on that. Let's do our due diligence and find the guy that fits not only what we need, but what fits in Spokane as well. Yeah, and, and fitting in Spokane is a, is a different and unique beast. I've lived here for about nine years. I love it here. My family loves it here. But it's not for everyone because it's cold in the winter times. It's a smaller city than uh you know your seattle's your portland's your la's on the west coast and and so i think a lot of schools try to re recruit against those topics but if you're all about basketball and all about college basketball i can't imagine there's a better place to go to school nowadays would you what, what's your take on that yeah listen and, and then you throw nil in there yeah and those dudes can get paid i don't i asked timmy when i was out there for the texas game you know, I try to get a, a dollar figure, sort of like a general. He wasn't going there, and I'm sure Chet won't either. But they're getting paid. Let's face it. Those two are getting paid. And I wouldn't be surprised if all the way down the line, the Nolan Hickmans, the Hunter Salases are getting paid pretty well as well. Because, again, it's all about Gonzaga basketball there. You know, Creighton is all in Omaha is all about Creighton basketball. Those are the places that I, I think, again, now you can sell – the culture, you could sell winning. You can, the only, see, I think the only detriment 
for Gonzaga is selling the exposure in league play. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing that I think hurts him is, and it's hurt Chet right now. It's not going to hurt him in the long run. Yeah. But if you're a guy who loves attention, Dan, it does hurt you because you're playing late at night and you're playing in the WCC. The WCC is actually, I don't know if it's better this year because BYU's fallen off now. Let's yeah, face yeah. it. We thought it was it was really good early when BYU was rolling and St. Mary's is good this year. I saw them in person. They're not overpowering. USF's good. They're probably going to get in the tournament, but they're not great either. We, we probably overrated the WCC early because BYU looked really good, and then they got hit with some injuries up front. Uh, but I think that's the, the biggest drawback is probably the exposure for a kid that wants it in conference play as opposed to the ACC, which stinks this year. But you know what? They're still on TV every single night at 7 o'clock and 9 o'clock Eastern. Well, you know, a quick thought about how to fix that. And on the topic of the WCC, I, I think it's a legit three. BYU's net is still good enough to keep him on that bubble conversation. I'm pulling for him because a West Coast Conference guy like myself, I would love to see it. But on the fix of the exposure problem, what if the WCC started playing afternoon games on Saturday to have a primetime slot on an ESPN, on a CBS Sports Network? Because that's the biggest issue. You live on the East Coast. You love college basketball, but an 11 p.m. start tip time is hard for you, I can only imagine. It sucks. I mean, seriously, I'm older. Like, when I was 25, it really didn't matter, right? Yeah. But now my wife's sitting next to me. She's sleeping, you know, and, and she's waking up and looking at me like, when are you going to turn off the damn TV already <laughs> so I can actually go to sleep? So I, I get it. Like, I get it. For people on the East Coast, it does make it hard. You know, Gonzaga can do that on a Saturday. There's no other team in, in the WCC that can say, hey, we want to play. Like if BYU says, hey, we want to play on the 4 o'clock slot on Saturday afternoon, I, I don't I don't know if it works. I don't know if they can get that done. Um, you know, and again, how early can you play on weekdays? You, you're, I mean, you're not playing a, a 4 o'clock local game. You, you know, you could maybe get away with playing more 9 o'clock Eastern, Eastern games and play at 6 o'clock. Um, local time. And I that's where that most of the, you know, the regional games that, that the crew that I call the games for, those are all six o'clock tips. Right. And that would be, I think, beneficial for the national games yes. to be at that slot as opposed to the eight, because that's a I different agree. one. Yeah, eight's hard. Eight's hard. Six is easy. I mean, six is easy. You, you know, you're done at 11, 15 uh, Eastern time. That's no problem. But, but a game that starts at 11 o'clock Eastern, is, is hard for people to tune into. You can't blame them, especially if it's Gonzaga Pepperdine or Gonzaga Pacific or Portland. You know, again, BYU, St. Mary's, USF right now, they have some pop to them. I think people would be more apt to, to stay up, but some of the bottom feeder teams in the league just don't have any juice. Before we move on to the next topic, let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up with Bet Rivers yet, Now's the time because they are offering a $250 match bonus for your first deposit. But what sets them apart is that they require just one playthrough to turn your bonus into cash money. With their new Rush Pay instant approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer, more secure, and more reliable. With basketball season tipping off, 
Get in on the action by going to betrivers.com today or by downloading the BetRivers iOS app. Must be 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You know, to go back to the topic of NIL and opportunities across the country for college athletes, you know, I own a gym here in Spokane, Shoot360. I've actually got two clinics coming up with a couple of Gonzaga players, uh, Rajir Bolton on Sunday and then Ben Gregg on Monday. Uh, there's a couple other guys that we will probably do clinics with in the, in the spring to give them a little bit of opportunity to make some walk-around money. But when you look at the NIL, is it become more of the wild, wild west that people are concerned about, or is there actually a decent structure to it and you think it's going to work in the long run? Well, I think some programs have it figured out and, and have been ahead of it and others are catching up, you know, like I, I know like Kentucky Creighton, some of those programs are, are dealing with, uh, with the guy who runs camps, right. And, and, and these camps, and he's also got autograph sessions with it. You know, he ran, I think Kansas Kentucky fantasy camp and, and they're dealing with some of that stuff. So some of these schools have been ahead of the game a little bit and been able to take advantage a little bit earlier than others that are still fighting from behind. And if you're fighting from behind and you're going up against one of these kids and, you know, let's say Kentucky can say, or Kansas, Hey, you're going to get a minimum of 200 grand or, 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 Hey, Ty Ty Washington just left here. He made whatever I'm using this figure, throwing it out $200,000. And and that kid is also considering another school that's saying, Hey, you know, I don't really know what we can do. You know, we could probably give you 50 grand. Well, I mean, where are you going to go? If you're a kid, yeah. what are you going to do? You're going to probably take the $150,000 difference. And that's, I think that's so smart of the programs that have gotten ahead of it. Uh, I know Gonzaga, they had a, a seminar early when it was announced so that their guys knew what to expect, knew what the roadblocks might be, knew how to handle it properly. Uh, because I think you're right. The ones that, were slow are behind now moving into the transfer portal and then the the, the recruiting of freshmen uh, for next season. So, well, Jeff, I appreciate you joining. Uh, always appreciate you in, involving me in the field of 68 Media Network. I look forward to catching up again real soon. I got one. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I got one question. All right, what is it? I got one question. So for, for the expert on Gonzaga basketball, what is the one thing in your opinion that could hold Gonzaga back from winning the national title. What is their weakness today if there is one? You know, the one thing that I, I told you early in the season, and it looked like it was going to hold true, was the three-point shooting. They've cleaned that up to a certain extent. I think a big part is, is Chet is playing and shooting with a lot more confidence. Yeah. And I think, you know, guys are understanding where their opportunities are going to come from. But the one still kind of question mark at times is if it gets a – to be a slow grinded out foul fest game. Yep. Timmy is, has improved at the line as opposed to the first two years, but he's still not upper seventies. Nope. You know, you haven't, you, you, you haven't been tested knocking down free throws in a close game. And that's a bigger deal than a lot of people think is like, have I stepped up to the line, all eyes on me under two minutes two possession game. They haven't yeah. had that in quite sure. some time. And you're going to have one of those in the NCAA tournament. You're not that yeah. good. You're not that overpowering this year Yeah, that you're not going to have at least one of those that's going to come down to maybe a game decided at the line. But I think that's, again, where, you know, 
Coach Few is going to be smart enough with play calls or sets to run in that situation where um, you're going to have the ball in the guy's hands that can make plays. Now, Timmy can make plays. I still think he's going to have confidence to put him in the, the ball in his hands at the end, and, and Timmy wants to shoot those free throws. But the question is, is you know, does somebody else get put at the line that hasn't been there or isn't ready for that limelight just yet? Yep. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. That's, you know. That's uh, a valid point. And if, if that's what we're talking about, that's yeah. way down the list. That's <laughs> yeah. way, I mean, think about it. Most teams have glaring weaknesses. Yes. Gonzaga has no significant weaknesses, in my opinion. That's why, to me, I would say they're my favorite to cut down the nets in New Orleans. And you better be there. You better be there in New Orleans. Awesome. Well, I love it. I've got uh, flights planned. Uh, my hope is that, yes, I will be there doing a little bit of work, but also doing a little bit of enjoying Gonzaga at the Final Four. So thanks again for joining, Jeff. This has been the Bulldog Broadcast on the Field of 68 Media Network.